What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 168th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and we are recording part two, but you'll never hear part one because it was lost forever this morning, but I am here today with Travis. Yeah, I was going to say, you had that failed experiment without me. You know, this morning you tried to record, and it all fell apart. I wonder why. Probably because I wasn't there. Uh, and so all I'm saying is, when things go wrong, you just come crawling back to me. That's what's funny is last week we also recorded without you, and we uh, we got that episode ruined too. Oh really? Yeah. You didn't tell me that story. Yeah, it was. Uh, so I recorded on I think Thursday, the Thursday before C2E2, uh, just okay. in case you know something went wrong. We had uh, really it was just to make sure we had four episodes for the month. And we recorded with Sean from Australia. He was a Kickstarter backer who we'll have to re-record with. Uh, it was uh, Saul and Sean. We recorded the whole thing. And I didn't look at it till Friday because we recorded on Thursday night, which is weird. And uh, the audio, Saul sounds perfect. And then me and Sean. And Saul is always Yeah, that, well, of course. Me and Sean just sound like we're like recording in like a bathroom stall. <laughs> Like you make out every word we say, it just doesn't. Like I can't. I I wouldn't want anyone to sit through. Yeah, yeah. An hour of that, especially because we're such a premier podcast <laughs> for <laughs> fans. That's a good joke. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're, uh, will Melanie, another Kickstarter backer, like I said before, the month of Kickstarter backers recorded a great hour and a half podcast this morning we were using oh man the bar is set for me now <laughs> we were using this new software i have a new microphone you're actually using a new microphone i am it's like all this all this equipment that came out of nowhere and uh it only recorded me and it didn't record <laughs> them so there's I just mean, it's all you need it's just an hour and a half of like me saying something and then silence and then me laughing and then more <laughs> silence. I would, I would listen to that. <laughs> it's really oh. so. Uh, apologies to both Melanie and Sean. Uh, they are van- not to Will or Saul. Though. <laughs> no, no, no. They are fantastic guests, and now they have to record. I mean, they get the benefit of waking up early on a Sunday and recording again, but. <clears throat> To get that uh, that luxury of recording twice. So I feel really bad now. I didn't want to not give you guys an episode. So here are Travis and I on a Sunday night. We're going to record a quick episode. The B team. <laughs> We're going to record a quick episode, put it out. Uh, there was some Pokemon news. Uh, the middle part of our show that was lost was really Melanie's thoughts about uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire and stuff like that. So uh, there won't really be a middle segment here, but we'll still just uh, we'll wrap up with just Pokemon of the week. And then we'll save our item of the week till till next week. Uh, that's that is if everything will be the item of next week I, is if this podcast actually makes it through the end. So before we jump into news, I was at C2E2 this past weekend and uh, C2E2 uh, was gracious enough to give me a bigger room this year. Room held about 400 people. Room last year held about 300 and we filled it up. Mm. And uh, we didn't quite fill it this year. We filled it a little more than half. Uh, I think we didn't fill it mostly because there was a Game of Thrones panel at the same time in the next room over to ours. Mm-hmm. And their line was whew, real long. Yeah. And I think that I think the Game of Thrones panels had like two people from the show Game of Thrones. So oh, I, wow. I guess that that's fair. Did people come to your panel thinking that you were like a pokemon (laughs) Uh, i had one guy at the end of my panel ask me if i worked for pokemon and i said no and i thought at the beginning of the the panel i said yeah i listened to it and you said you didn't you had no affiliation but yeah i made a couple good jokes how did you did you listen to the c2e2 show from start to finish 
Yeah, I enjoyed it when it was about 20 or so minutes in or maybe even less. And you're like, well, that's all I have time for questions. I was like, oh, no, Steve has to tread water. for." But then I forgot that Pokemon fans are always willing to run their mouths as we do <laughs> week in and week out. And so it, uh, it yeah, it was it ended up being quite a quite a good show, a really good Q&A section. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed it this year. I thought the questions actually were really well asked. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a lot of like, uh, what do you think about Ash being 10 years old forever? <laughs> kind of questions. Uh, no, the, the crowd was really great. Do you think Ash is in a... <laughs> what do you think of the coma theory? <laughs> and uh, I brought a couple people up on stage as the first year I did that, and that seemed to be really funny. Um. Funny nonetheless, maybe to me, maybe not to them, but yeah, it was a, it was a good show. C2E2 was uh, my overall impressions of C2E2 is it was very, very much the same as last year. Like, yeah, same kind of it's, it's kind of like the Midwest gaming classic problem where you're like starting to get the same vendors and like the same layout and it's like, Oh, artist alley is always over here. And then in this corner by this window is like the same booth. That's just pumping electronic music. And they've been here for five years, pumping the same music, <laughs> selling the same stuff, pop figures and sh- everywhere. And I'm sure that's an issue that they're probably very conscious of because for so much of their audience are returning guests and so they obviously want to be able to provide the same experience for those people, but also paradoxically provide a completely unique experience so that they're not shocking anyone who was there last year. Right. And, oh, what happened to the, the Pokemon panel? But they also don't want to shy away too much. Yeah, or they don't want to do exactly the same thing and have people get bored. Yeah, yeah. As As like somebody who's been there for five years now, it's almost it's almost like I want like new stuff to see. And there was a couple newer booths that I never saw, but at the same time I didn't, I didn't like really, I I think I missed a couple aisles this year. I just kind of rushed through it. Um, I don't know if that would have helped or not helped, but it was just like, especially when on Sunday, when I'm was about to record, I usually don't like to like mingle or like hassle or haggle at booths. I just kind of want to focus on presenting, but yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good show, and obviously you can listen to that on iTunes or SoundCloud. And uh, you can listen to this episode if we don't end up losing it by the the, <laughs> the end of the recording. So we got some news for you guys. The uh, what, what, what was funny is I got a couple things wrong during the C2E2 panel, as always. I mean, especially when you're up in front of people and you're being oh, really? put on the spot. I, I don't think I caught any. <laughs> uh, I, uh, the, the funniest thing was... When I was like, I wonder what new Pokemon they're going to add to Poke Poke uh, tournament. And, yeah, and somebody was like, Gengar's already been added, and I was like, Oh, I I didn't know that, and I found out that Gengar was literally announced like two hours before the panel started. Oh, really? And I kind of <laughs> got like berated that I didn't know that. Uh. Um, so that's our first bit of news: is Gengar is the latest Pokemon <laughs> to join Poke tournament. I'm confused. I thought that in Japan that it was already released. Uh, it comes out this summer, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, Gengar is a part of the lineup. Uh, the current lineup right now is Pikachu, Machamp, Lucario, Gardevoir, Blaziken, and Suicune. Hmm. And, uh, of course, Gengar just got added. Now, Pokémon Tournament will be released in arcades this summer in Japan. Right. Uh, no Wii U version confirmed, no console version confirmed, no US confirmed, uh, you got to get yourself to Japan and find yourself a good old arcade machine. Drop a couple, I don't know the currency in Japan. Drop some yen up in that arcade machine and then call it a day. I know there's a lot of those arcade-only Pokemon titles that we don't get. Isn't there a whole complicated one where you get weird discs. like pucks that yeah. yeah like discs that have information for your team on that is fascinating yeah i i actually have one of those discs and a disc reader um i bought it at like i bought it at some convention it was like five hmm. bucks but I, i've never even opened it hmm. uh yeah i mean so this is this game's running on the the tekken fighting Im- engine right uh tekken usually comes out on playstation sony consoles 
not even the slightest if this is ever going to come to Wii U, let alone America. But uh, it's exciting. Gengar is pretty cool. Or... Um, I I wouldn't hmm, I wouldn't rule it out. There's so much clamoring here for it. Every Pokemon fan I know is like, oh man, we better get Pokemon fight or Pokemon tournament. <laughs> I wouldn't. Hmm. Yeah, especially I guess, with the success I guess it, of like, it would, Smash Brothers. Right. I guess it would be sort of an. It would be a little bit of a surprise, but I wouldn't rule it out completely. Is I guess what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be like a nice fall title, even if we don't get like a 3ds yeah. Pokemon game or something, because we're already in May and there has been no rumors or yeah. rumblings of that. And usually we get that by March, as early as March, as late as April. We usually get something, and now uh, we've got nothing for a new yeah. 3ds game or 4ds game or new new 3ds game. Um, old new 3DS. <laughs> imagine if they made another 3ds model the newer the next one so it, so that the one that we now call the new 3ds has to be the old new 3ds xl <laughs> yeah they uh i guess i mean i feel like nintendo loves or yeah nintendo loves to copy apple because the only other thing that has that bad of a naming convention was the ipad where they literally called the third iPad the new iPad. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was the iPad, uh, the iPad two, and then the new iPad. <laughs> My gosh! And then it was the iPad with Retina display was the fourth one. So I don't know. It's just not a good name. When does the new iPad 3D XL come out? <laughs> The iPad XL. The Pokemon limited edition new iPad 3D XL. Coming to stores this summer. Uh, all all models will have Pokemon Shuffle downloaded, pre-installed. <laughs> Pokemon Shuffle, speaking of that game, uh, it recently hit 3.5 million downloads. Wow. And uh, in celebration of said 3.5 million downloads, Celebi is being offered... Uh, as a stage to do and to catch if you complete the stage. Is Celebi only offered for a limited time? <laughs> oh! Uh, oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, I think only like a week <laughs> a week or two. Uh, yeah, for a limited time, the mythical Pokemon Celebi appears. I'm not sure when it leaves. But if, uh, if you... Uh, oh, actually, May 18th. It's right here on the on the article. Uh, so you can get Celebi and Pokemon Shuffle till May 18th. Uh, when you uh, beat Celebi for the first time, you'll get a thousand coins. And there was something else I was doing with this. Oh yes, uh, as of I think Friday, uh, Mega Binet uh, just got added as a challenge stage. So that is where uh, it's a, a competition. So the top uh, twenty thousand people in America. Uh, that rank will get a mega stone for Bennett, so you can get mega Bennett, mm. and that uh, that goes for about I think that goes for a full week, so that should end on Friday. Mega Bennett is or Bennett, I, I never know which one to say. That's one of my favorite mega designs, just in terms of visuals. I think it's so cool looking. Yeah, has zippers everywhere. Yeah, it's all Kingdom Hearts up. <laughs> Did uh, have you have you played Pokemon Shuffle, Travis? No, it's good. I know, I know, and I, I, I will. <laughs> I will. You might I, miss your chance to get Celebi. Well, actually, you got you got quite a while to get Celebi. I'll just go back in time to get Celebi. That's right. Uh, yeah. So Pokemon Shuffle, uh, really, really popular. We haven't seen those kind of numbers for Pokemon Rumble World. I don't know if it's doing as well, or or whatnot. I, I just, I don't know if. Pokemon Rumble World has the same challenge or gameplay addictiveness as like a puzzle game. Puzzle games tend to be a little lower. I guess I shouldn't say lower investment because you tend to spend more time with them, but but they it's sort of more of a you get out what you put in type of experience where you could just play one level and be like, I had fun, whereas... <laughs> With something like Rumble, where you're training 
and I guess you do train the Pokemon as well on shuffle, but where the focus is on training and, and collecting so much and yeah. rumble that playing for 10 minutes one day isn't going to give you as cohesive of an experience. Right. I just think like there, there have been a lot of shuffle stages I've been stuck on or that mm. took me a lot of tries. And when I went through rumble, it was like, I'm just mashing a and nothing's going to yeah, be able to yeah. stop me. And I mean, that's how all of those games are. And that's their biggest flaw is they're, they're not challenging at all. Um, and there's really not a lot of variety in the gameplay, but I would still, I, I still find them enjoyable just because I think they, some of them I think look nice and, and I like some of the mechanics, but uh, they're certainly not perfect. Right. Yeah. Moving on from that. Do you like science, Travis? Uh, I, it's all right. What about museums? It's closer, closer to my alley. <laughs> what about education? It's, I, you know, I, I'm all about the, the learnings. <laughs> well, then you're in for a treat because the science museum in Tokyo is aiming for a super effective education with the Pokemon lab. I'm, I like this a lot. Now, you're probably curious what the Pokemon Lab is. That was the headline of the article. I am very curious. Uh, so the Pokemon Lab, which opens on May 8th, again in Tokyo, uh, is an exhibit at the Mirakan Science Museum and will have three areas dedicated to scientific education for young visitors. Apparently, if you're older than that, uh, you hmm. don't qualify for the education part. Uh, <laughs> one area will, have, uh, will be home to Pokeballs with Pokemon inside to be identified. Another area will task visitors with identifying Pokemon based on their characteristics. And the third will focus on real-life scientific discoveries. Doesn't say if that last part will involve Pokemon or not. Wait, so I thought this was going to be... When, when you first started talking about it, I assumed it was going to be something along the lines of, this is the Pokemon lantern it's based on a real life thing that's super cool called the anglerfish here's all things about the anglerfish that would be sweet i would love that exhibit but you're what you're telling me is that it's more of a uh, some sort of some sort of trap for children where where hey there's pokemon here then suddenly in the last part just kidding science <laughs> Is that accurate to what it seems like? It doesn't. It doesn't go too too in depth. Yeah. In depth, like any museum exhibit explanation, it always sounds fantastic until you get there, and then you're wildly disappointed. I like museums. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love me a good museum going every once in a while, but when they have and kids museums in particular. There you, like, you know how many buttons there are in kids museums. True. How many spinning things? How many uh, brightly colored objects? Kids museums are the best thing. <laughs> the the last time I went to a museum was uh, uh, there was a at the Milwaukee Public Museum, which is a very okay. It's a very average museum. If you like mm -hmm. like Indians and you know like three models of dinosaurs, that's what the Milwaukee Museum is offering you. But um, ancient, there's some Egypt stuff. Egypt? Egypt. I don't... Mm, seems a little far from Milwaukee. <laughs> a lot of Indian stuff. Uh, a lot of like... Yeah, my, favorite, anyway. my favorite mayor of Milwaukee is Cleopatra. <laughs> There's a couple. Uh, so, the, the last time... The, pyramid, I, the pyramids of Milwaukee are just so stunning. Everyone should go visit. So, <laughs> the Milwaukee Public Museum had an exhibit. Uh, it was called Aliens and the outer world or something like that. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh, this, this sounds up my alley. I'm all about, you know, Star Ancient Trek aliens, aliens. And they, they had this huge like description of what it is. And Irene, Irene got tickets from her work. She got four tickets for the, the pre, the pre alien show. Right. So you, so get that you could have two tickets each. So that, <laughs> right. So, so that that you could done. have a buffer zone around, around yourself so that no one, no one would be around you. Uh, so when we're done, we can go back in. 
So we, yeah. we take we take some friends. We we go. It's a, it's a Friday night because it's a week before the exhibit opens. So we're like first look, blah blah blah. And we're we're waiting in line. There's this kind of this not that big of a line. I would probably say like 30, 40 people in line to get into the exhibit. Um, and the the museum guide is like, all right, you know, we're only letting so many people in. There's there's probably about an average forty five minutes to an hour worth of stuff in the exhibit. We're like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, aliens. Yeah, let's go in. Uh, so we get in, and there's just this long black hallway with like Christmas lights uh, in the <laughs> walls, you know. So you know, stars, right? And uh, we get in, and it's literally one room. And oh. in the room, there is uh, like a video of the Mars rover in the back. It's like, all right, <laughs> that, that's all right. Uh, there is uh, the uh, head of the Terminator droid thing. What? Which I was like, yeah, that's not really an alien. Uh, but okay. Yeah, this is a robot from the future. There was uh, some mechanical arms that picked up blocks. That's really all they did. You could stack a block tower with these mechanical I mean, arms. I, I don't... There was a full... The coolest thing probably was the full sculpture of the alien from Alien. You know, pretty detailed. I was like, all the right. autonomous alien. Right. Uh, there was like a solar system guide. And finally, the last touch was the uh, Iron Man suit from Iron <laughs> Man. <laughs> the famous alien, <laughs> Tony Stark. Uh, now, if you... <laughs> If you had, if let's take away all the context that you gave me for that story and just told me that, uh, just pretend that you told me this list of things that you saw, that could equally have just been my friend's garage. (laughs) I mean, you told me that it was in a museum, and so that's the context under which I understand it, but you could have told me anywhere you could have told me i found this weird warehouse down the street and all of these things were in it and i would believe you i mean Um, (laughs) it's not too far off so needless to say i walked through the exhibit in about 10 minutes (laughs) uh and then i was i i reminded myself that yeah uh museum exhibits are usually overhyped uh like the pokemon lab while it sounds cool in this article we actually don't know any details at all. Nope. But I still want to go. Yeah. Though the best part is if they did what you said earlier, if they like had like a box of magnets and they were like, this is how we made Magnemite. <laughs> and then next to it, they had just a bucket of sludge and they were like, this is how we thought of muck. <laughs> and then they all get cotton candy and, and they're like Swirlix. Yeah. But I, I will say, so in the article, there's a picture of Pikachu wearing a lab coat. And then around it is I mean, a, bunch, I'm down for that. a bunch of star. It's all the starter Pokemon. So I'd imagine, just like any museum, there's going to be an overpriced gift shop. Oh, of course. And then in that gift shop will probably be Pikachus wearing lab coats that will sell for a ridiculous price. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know. And that's- then sell for an even more ridiculous price on eBay. Right. Because it's only going to be in Tokyo. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, uh, some some more local news. Not really local, but it's it's something you, uh, we can at least all participate in. It applies to people outside of Tokyo. Correct. Uh, the Little Cup online competition was announced, and it will take place uh, on Thursday, May 14th. And uh, you will need a copy of Pokemon Omega Ruby or Alpha Sapphire. Uh, with a party of eligible Pokemon, uh, that's going to be any Pokemon that cannot evolve. So uh, no Kangaskans or Farfetches. Uh, but if your Pokemon can well, evolve... N- n- so it excludes Pokemon that can't ev- So it's all first stage Pokemon. Correct. Excluding the ones that cannot evolve. Right. Uh, so your Charmanders, your Squirtles, your uh, Pidgeys. Your, uh, but not, l- for Litwicks. example, Dunsparce, which cannot evolve. Correct. Uh, yes, and... Uh, no middle evolutions either. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're so, all level five. Yeah, so even if your you know level uh, seventy-seven Mudkip uh, is able to compete, it will be uh, down leveled to level five for the duration of the battle. The battles will be single battles, 
Uh, you will have to have a party of three to six Pokemon. Uh, you will, you may only choose three Pokemon to battle. Your Pokemon must have been acquired through X, Y, uh, Omega Ruby, or Alpha Sapphire. And uh, there's a couple other rules, but that's pretty much the gist of it. I think this is really cool. Little Cup is awesome. It was introduced in, I can't remember if it's Stadium or Stadium 2. Uh, I believe Stadium had it. But since then, it's become a staple in the competitive Pokemon scene, like the Smogon scene and, and all the and all the simulators. Um, what's interesting about this is that there there's no ban list from what I can see, unless the additional details list a ban list. Do you know if that's the case, Steve? Uh, I don't I don't not that I saw of. Because the Qual- I, I shouldn't say quality. I shouldn't. I shouldn't judge these these little folks. These little pokey <laughs> folks. Um, but the competitive viability of first stage Pokemon varies wildly because you have something like a Sunkern, but uh, also Scyther qualifies because it evolves into Scizor, even though Scizor has the same base stat total as does Scyther. Um, so you have Pokemon. A lot of the Pokemon that got evolutions in later generations end up being extremely good so that's pokemon like scyther sneasel uh tangela all of which including in addition to some other pokemon under that category like gligar but also yanma swirlix murkrow metatite mistrevis have all been banned and at least from smogon and so if if you plan on participating in the little cup plan on seeing a lot of those pokemon <laughs> because they're they're sort of at the uh, the best of the best of the Litlins. So, huh. um, that's good to know. Yeah. Are, are I mean, you Scyther in particular, unless, unless there's a ban list that I'm not seeing, I, I would anticipate that Scyther is going to be about on every team. Yeah. I'm going to click the regular regulations here. Um, do you know if there's a, what is usually the uh, grand prize for something like this? I don't know. Um, it just has every qualifying participant in the little cup will receive 1,000 Pokemiles. That's the only thing on the information we have. There are a couple rules. Uh, no Eviolite or Soul Duel, and yeah, yeah. no moves like Sonic Boom or Dragon Rage. Yep, yep, because those are ones that deal a um, a fixed amount of damage, which uh, with higher-level Pokemon... I mean, that's nothing. I think Sonic Boom does, what, 20 damage? Yeah, 20. But when your Pokemon are level 5, <laughs> that's, that's generally about a one-hit KO. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the interesting thing that I read was junior players are limited between playing from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Oh, wow. And based on the easternmost time zone in each player's country. So that's kind of mm. cool. Um, good for, I guess, parents, even though they should yeah, be monitoring yeah. that anyways. Um, yeah, I don't see a, a ban list here of Pokemon at all. I just saw the move list that yeah. were and the move list and the item list. But yeah, Little Cup is fascinating and I'm terrible at it. I've never been at all. I mean, I've found limited success in, in some of the other, the like more, I guess, fan created categories like, uh, OU and Ubers and things, but yeah, Little Cup, I am terrible. I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> It's there's so much. What was asked earlier on the on the podcast before we lost it was uh, are are IVs and EVs just as important in Little Cup? I don't think so, if I remember correctly, because at level five, the difference doesn't really show up as much. For EVs, definitely, the different there's really no difference because they haven't had enough levels to make that difference. And I don't even though if you level them up and it got. Even though you like got the, you have a mudkip at fifty and it goes down, it pretty much kind of loses all that. Yeah, yeah, because the way even if you got, so let's say you were somehow able to train your mudkip in two hundred fifty-two special attack EVs before it hits level two, it's not going to resolve all of those effort values, all 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 of those EVs in one level. How the game handles that is that it records okay this mudkip has 252 special attack evs and so it'll divvy out little bonuses 
every once in a while when Mudkip's going to level up so that by level 100, it will have a much higher special attack stat than um, than a Mudkip that trained in different stats. But by level 5, you're not going to really see those results. In fact, I think, if I remember correctly, that you don't see any at all, but I don't quote me on that. Okay, got it. So for our listeners, it would be a very easy tournament to enter with very little mm-hmm. time investment. Well, there, you would still have to breed for moves, but that's about it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it just, it just seemed, seemed interesting. And uh, th- yeah. this is uh, singles and not doubles. Right. Yeah, it seems cool. So it starts uh, starts in about, uh, what, two weeks? Uh, yep, uh, May, f- mm-hmm. uh, May 14th uh, through Thursday, May 21st. And uh, everyone who signs up qualified. For, so first 50,000, first come, first serve, will get the 1,000 Pokemiles. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about uh, what you win, but uh, yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I uh, like that they're doing additional formats. That's always... They didn't, didn't they do something similar where you could only do berry type or, or something like that yeah they uh they had an eevee only cup ah yeah that's what i'm thinking and of. then they had the halloween uh cup which was actually pretty cool was that like what was that one you had to have gorgeist on your team for sure and then uh, oh you that's can, sweet and then you could uh only have like other ghost pokemon hmm. that's really cool yeah, it's it's funny that those like come and go so fast. I mean, I'm I'm sure if you're like really into battling, especially on on the 3ds. I know some people are very into like uh, uh, Pokemon Showdown and stuff, but right. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure if you're really into battles, that's that's really exciting that they keep doing stuff like that. I mean, they kind of do the same for. Uh, I mean, like I don't know if they do it for Hearthstone, but they do it for Destiny, where like once a month they have. A, I knew you're gonna bring up Destiny. Yeah. What, at what point can I leave the room? <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that uh, like once a month they do a special type of online uh, competitive thing. And uh, do they do that for Hearthstone? I haven't played Hearthstone long enough. Nope, not really. I mean, they'll have their they'll introduce additional adventures like they just released the they just released Black Rock Zip. They just released Black Rock Mountain, which isn't which is new PVE content. But no, they don't do special tournaments or things like that. Tournaments are generally a third party scene mm. with the exception of BlizzCon. Right. Welcome to Hearthcast. Oh yeah. There uh, has to be a show called Hearthcast, right? Uh, not that I know of. There's a, the most popular Hearthstone show. The Angry Chicken. The right? Angry Chicken. Yeah. I, I listened to uh, probably 20, 30 minutes of it. it sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to listen and uh, like, listen to podcasts at work because I always have to like stop and kind of focus podcasts yeah. to me are more of like a driving thing or like a cleaning a house kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, that's pretty much it for news. I, I'm probably forgetting something, but, uh, then you say I had four news items. Didn't we only go through two? Uh, no, we went through Pokemon shuffle, yep. uh, Gengar science. Yep. yep. And, and then little cup. You're right. <laughs> Uh, the last bit of news we talked about was Pokey Beach. The prosecution was actually, rests. Uh, Pokey Beach was actually down for the last week um, intentionally. Uh, so right now, if you go to Pokey Beach, there's a splash page with um, some Hebrew text. And uh, I'm sorry, what? Really? Yeah. Uh, it's been down for a full week. I believe it comes back up this week. I uh, don't know if it's like a new website or uh, or what is up with it, but... Uh, The webmaster specifically took it down for the week, and uh, we await the changes of Pokey Beach. Uh, Us here at the at the podcast, we normally use Pokey Beach for the TCG side of things. Yeah, they usually have uh, the the newest card news uh, updated. I like that on the top of the website. It just says, "So just pretend that the Hebrew below says, and then listen." So does the Hebrew below actually? Well. I'll never know because I don't read Hebrew. <laughs> You're right in like Google's tra- Google Translate, I guess. Yeah, but it's in an image. <laughs> Can't uh, copy and paste that nonsense. Shouldn't say nonsense. It's a beautiful language. <laughs> <laughs> do you uh, do you want to just jump over to Pokemon of the Week? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Well, but you didn't tell me who it is, so I've got to make this 
this move set pretty quick. Uh, uh, you're going to love this one. Oh, boy. You're going to love it. Surskit. Oh, oh, for Little Cup. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, there okay. we go. Uh, before, before, I'll let you think about the move set. I'm just going to talk yeah. to the listeners real quick. Uh, there was debate just earlier. Just the two of you. Uh, so uh, when we when we re- recorded earlier, we did Pokemon of the the week was Sylveon, and I said it was odd that Sylveon was eighty seven percent male and thirteen percent female because Sylveon to me seems like a, a Pokemon that I would want to be in uh, a feminine form. But all the EVs have that same distribution, I believe. Right? Yeah, there was. The the argument was well most EVs are boys and that's why, but I'm pretty sure that there is a Pokemon that when it evolves there is a like a ten percent chance that it can change gender, and I can't remember which one it is, but I wanted to bring hmm. that up. Yeah, I'm out. Really? Uh, hmm. Melanie suggested that it could possibly be a Zumeril to Meryl, but yeah, huh. there's a there's a little fun fact that isn't completely factual because i don't know which pokemon does it but yeah i'm i'm very confident that there's a pokemon that Hmm. can change gender upon evolution uh but surskit is the pond skater pokemon number 283 in the pokedex uh it is from my understanding the only bug and water type pokemon i think that's the one because even its evolution masquerade is bug flying yeah it gets rid of that Yep, uh, under the trivia, no other Pokemon has the same type combination as Surskit. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Surskit, you're driving in your car and you're like, which which Pokemon is Surskit? Let me tell you. Surskit is the blue insectoid Pokemon. It, its body is round and has four long skinny legs extending from it. It, it secretes oil? From- secretes oil. Secretes oil from the tips of its feet which enable it to walk on water as it it were skating. It has yellow it has a yellow cap with a single antenna and that can secrete a thick sugary syrup or a sweet scent. The syrup is excluded when danger is sensed while the scent is used to attract prey. Its eyes are dark and circular and and have small semicircular pink markings under them. It is known to inhabit ponds, rivers, and small wetlands where it feeds on microscopic aquatic organisms. Oh, so many, so many not so big words in a row. <laughs> uh, base stat total <laughs> 269. A whopping 269. All right, Travis, this unique Pokemon. Is it is it little cup ready? You can definitely use it, and and Surskit has access to Sticky Web, which is fantastic. Sticky Web being a oh, what do they call those? They call them entry hazards. Yes, <laughs> uh, what is yes entry hazard? I don't know why I said it like that. And yes, as I adjust my monocle, it's one of the entry hazards within the uh, Pocket Monsters video game. Sticky Web has the effect where. Uh, Affected Pokemon when they switch in, their speed is reduced by one stage. Yeah, so Surskit has Sticky Web. When your opponent, if you use Sticky Web and your opponent switches, it makes them slower by one stage. I suppose that would be good in a single battle format. It would be quite good. Uh, The only way to remove it is either Defog or Rapid Spin. And I cheated. I looked at the Smogon move set because you didn't give me time to make one of my own one of the things that i'm confused by is that smogon does list an ev spread even though it's listed as little cup so maybe i was wrong and maybe evs do matter but if they matter they wouldn't matter a lot because it would be the difference of a few stat points so so who knows you know that one extra that one extra speed though right and i'm sure it does matter at the point where the because at a lower level, one stat is going to make more of a difference. So I guess retcon when I said Smogon always... Smogon is never wrong. That's a funny joke. Um, but I, <laughs> I'm going to adjust their set a little bit. I agree with Sticky Web, uh, and I agree with Scald and Ice Beam. I don't agree with the fourth move slot where they recommend either Baton Pass or Protect. So I would recommend Sticky Web, Scald, Ice Beam, and Signal Beam. 
having a bug stab move uh, would be nice to utilize that bug type in some way. Because bug is such a terrible defensive type, you might as well use it offensively. It hits psychic types. and Now, if um, if you're in singles, you, you really don't make that much use of protect, if I'm not mistaken. Unless, it, unless it's a very defensive Pokemon. Um, something that uses, for instance, uh, a lot of Breloom's with toxic heal that ability and toxic or toxic orb will use protect because they heal so much hp um a turn so that they can they can stall a little more time i realize i said defensive pokemon breloom is not a defensive pokemon i'll give you a better example <laughs> um something like i don't know something that runs toxic or, or runs will-o-wisp would often run protect just to make the opponent waste a little time and have that chip damage increase to the point where it becomes relevant. Okay. But yeah, you're not really going to use protect on an offensive Pokemon with the exception of something like Breloom. So I don't know why they recommend it here. I guess because if you're running scald, you have a chance to burn, but that seems a little silly, right? They recommend focus ash and I can't disagree with that. That is uh first move does more damage, right? Nope. Focus Sash is if an attack were to take you down to zero, if an attack were to one hit KO you, you instead survive with one HP. Oh, okay. Right. And so that's good because Cirrus gets defenses are bad even for a little cup Pokemon. So you're at least going to get out Sticky Web, which is the whole point of running. So you want to lead with Cirrus Kit? Yeah, or at least if you lead with something else, Sirskit can be a switch in later. Right. Like your second switch in. I mean you can always throw a quick claw on him. And then only get and then only get sticky web off twelve point five percent of the time. Or was or is it one point two five percent of the time? Uh I think it's twelve. I think it's okay. I think it's a little higher. Uh now speed sixty five, is that good in a little cup setting? I feel like that's I don't know. I would guess that it's pretty decent, but I don't know the answer to that question. All right. All right. Fair. A uh, little trivia for you guys. Uh, uh, Surskit has the same two types that are most effective while using a net ball. However, it does, oh, that's true. It does not grant a bonus for having both. That's a shame. Uh, Surskit is the only Pokemon with a unique, unique type combination that loses its distinct upon distinction upon evolution. Mm hmm. Uh, because of its u- unique type combination, Surskit is the only Pokemon that will resist both ice and ground type moves. Well, see, that might be good for Little oh, Cup. Really? That might be good for Little hmm. Cup. Ice and ground. Hmm. Surskit and its evolutions are the only Pokemon to be both bug and water egg group number one. And uh, the fascinating fact, Surskit is the only Pokemon with the base set total of 269. Wowee. <laughs> Revolutionary. Huh. Uh, yeah, so there's your search kit. Uh, it knows Swift Swim or Rain Dish. Not sure what Rain Dish does, but... Swift Swim is going to be the the better ability. Um, rain Dish, they're both only active if there's rain. Rain Dish is the ability where you gain HP at the end of the turn if it's raining. Oh, okay. However, Surf Skit's HP and defenses aren't high enough to really utilize that, so Swift Swim is what you're going to want to go with. Although you're probably not going to be running it rain i don't know maybe rain maybe, single little maybe cup rain team. and little cup works like i said i don't get little cup <laughs> but i mean if your opponent happens to be using rain you're gonna want swift swift swim over rain dish especially with the set that i recommended that makes sense that makes sense uh Surskit, he's pretty cool yeah i like Surskit's animation sort of sweeping left and right as if on water, even if it's not. <laughs> uh, Searskit is normally blue, but uh, if you have a shiny Searskit, he's actually like a dark blue, almost blackish. Uh, cool or no? It is pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, he's one of the shinies that uh, isn't like a shade of green. Mm-hmm. And that's always good. Or Pikachu, just a darker yellow. There's so many lime shinies. Yeah, it's really kind of gross, actually. Uh, but that's pretty much uh, all we have for the show. Sorry, it was a little shorter. Uh, sorry, we, we lost the episode this morning, but uh, hopefully uh, when we hit done, it exports properly here. 
Uh, but we're recording it two ways to ensure maximum listening in your ears tomorrow morning. A little bit of other news is uh, we're going to be starting a Patreon soon. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. You're like, didn't you guys just do a Kickstarter? And didn't we give huh. you a bunch of money? And yes, and yes, uh, the Kickstarter was back in uh, what September? Uh, somewhere that sounds right. September, so uh, almost six months ago. And that money was used uh, for the time where we raised it for, the time in which it was raised for. That is a sentence now. And uh, so to ensure we keep up the quality and to keep up the recordings and everything, we're going to do a Patreon. Uh, real simple, though. Uh, no no thrills or frills uh, involved. The the base kind of entry level is just a dollar. Uh, Patreon does by month. So a dollar a month will get you access to our Slack community. Uh, Slack is an uh, IRC. It's an internet relay chat. It is the... 2015 version of AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> I, I mean, I was only in, I'd heard about it before you showed it to me, Steve. Um, before you introduced me to the Pokemon podcast one, right? And I was like, yeah, thing. Uh, if I ran like a business, I would use it, but it doesn't seem that cool, folks. It's really cool. Yeah. There's all these like plugins you can do for it, and 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 we, and by we I mean Steve, added all the Pokemon held items as emojis. Yeah, so you can just type colon quick claw colon, and boom, there's a quick claw in your message. Or and I'm guessing that this was a plugin that was already in there. The Giphy. Yeah. Command. Yeah, okay, Giphy, we've been Giphy, having Giphy, a lot of fun with this. Uh, Giphy, you just have to. It's like pre-built. You just add it. Uh, as an integration uh, uh but yeah that works out really well you just type slash giphy and then a word and it will automatically find a gif that fits that word <laughs> and you don't even have to be take the time to look up a clever gif you just assume that if i type slash giphy nerd that it'll get the simpsons nerd <laughs> Oh my god, Giphy is amazing. Um, but 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 on the on the real though, the Pokemon podcast Slack is going to be really cool because we have different channels for breeding and trading and battles, so you can set up battles or trades or breeding convos uh, with with other Pokemon podcast people really simply and 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 honestly, I think it's really cool. Yeah, uh, channels are like different groups. So when yeah. when you join Slack, you you join a universal list, and then if you are interested, and we we used to have what's called the Beluga chat, or uh, mm -hmm. we also had a Google Hangout chat. And the problem was you'd have like ninety people in there, and everyone would be talking, and then you most people would just kind of leave because it was like three or four people having a conversation, and. Like if you wanted to trade or uh, battle, that would be disruptive to the current conversation going on. So if you want to battle or trade, there are different channels for that. Uh, so right now we have the general channel, which has just become people uh, sending GIFs back and forth to each other, <laughs> which is hilarious. Animated GIFs. Yes. Uh, and then now we have a breeding channel where um, uh, two people are talking about breeding teams and uh, they're about to exchange some Pokemon to make that happen, which is really cool. Uh, and that's what our our community, the it's uh, the it's super effective community, is really good at is just being super friendly and helpful. And uh, in the future, maybe we can make a Mario Kart channel and be easier to organize Mario Kart tournaments because that used to be a big thing a couple months ago. And that, I mean, just overall group conversations are so much easier in Slack. Besides, like eight of us tagging each other on Twitter, uh, asking yeah, yeah. <laughs> asking if we're going to watch the Dark Cry movie together. It's dark right. Uh but Slack is really cool. There's like a Farfetch bot right now. So if anyone mentions Farfetch, uh the bot automatically says fetch or says far. It's random every time. Uh what Travis said, there are a bunch of uh, held item emojis and uh I'm adding a whole bunch of other stuff. There's the the cast form weather bot. Um oh, it's so cool. Do you want to explain what cast form does? If you type cast form and then either and it's only for the states, right? Yeah, yeah, right now. If you type cast form and then either a city comma state or a uh, which <laughs> that reminds me city comma state. Isn't that a fake 
movie trailer on Homestar Runner? I think it is. Um, but anyway, uh, if you type cast form city comma state, it'll give you the weather there or just the zip code and cast form will tell you the weather. And why is it better than like W underground or weather.com? Because it's a cast form telling you what the weather is. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm going to add a whole bunch more integrations. I just started it over over the last week and just invited people to make sure that everything was at least working and running. But uh, really for the for the Patreon, if you donate a dollar, that gets you in. If you donate like $5, that gets you in and gets you a bunch of stickers. So um, still putting that together, but it's just to help the show because we're adding new features and we don't want to make the same mistakes we did for the last kind of five years. Not that there were any mistakes, but uh, surprisingly, doing a podcast isn't free. And uh, we've been really hitting our stride the last couple of weeks and we want to keep on doing that for you guys. Um, cause you guys are awesome listeners. Uh, but that, uh, that really wraps up the show. Um, Travis, where can they find you? Twitter.com slash the Travis W. And if you're interested in my photography, you can find me under that same username on 500 pixels, Tumblr and Flickr. Awesome. And then if you guys want to follow me, it is at dragging a lake. Uh, on Twitter. And if you want to follow the podcast, that is at Pokemon Podcast. Uh, if you're interested in dipping your toe into our Slack community and helping us test it out, uh, please just tweet at us. Uh, and please do. I want to send everyone gifts <laughs> just all day. Uh, and then once we get the Patreon, uh, that's when you can give us your, uh, your dollar bills. Um, just your dollar bills because uh, we only want a dollar from you. Um, yeah, otherwise you can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher Radio, on iTunes. Uh, we are still collecting iTunes reviews. So if you haven't done so, please review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. So if you review us, that kind of boosts our visibility. So if you haven't done so already, please uh, give us a review over there. And um, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you, Travis, for last minute recording as we we save the no show problem. for... For our fanboys and gals. Oh, fan, fan folks. folks. Our Mewtwo posse. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast. And we are super effective.